welcome once again to the internet's premier Borat podcast. I think still the only Borat podcast, but the premier one nonetheless. It's Borat Club, baby. Uh, we've watched the movie for the 11th time in, I think, in, yeah, in like 11 weeks or 12 weeks because we missed a week because of Thanksgiving. And Ryan, today we are joined uh by a guest once again uh we have brought uh our good friend krill uh on the show um krill it's great to have you here thank you so much for coming on board and sort of helping us through watch i think i speak for myself and probably ryan as well when i say that um you know having having that third person there is really like it's really providing us, I think, with an extra like layer of emotional support uh, here. I think I'm very. That's that's kind of what I try to do, and I'm I, I I don't know how your other guests feel about this, but I am I'm I'm actually going to say it. I'm actually going to say that that for me, this is an honor. It's actually an honor. I know it's I know it seems weird, uh, but uh, it's it. I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of weird in that sense because this is I don't know if you guys know this, but this is the first podcast that that I've ever actually been on. So wow, okay, wow, you're really starting off with a banger here, I guess. Yeah, I, I think I think so. I think maybe you're I think maybe you're underselling it a little bit. I think maybe there's there's some people out there who actually really respect the work that you guys do, and it's just a matter of finding that audience. <laughs> Wow, I feel I feel very honored. First of all, um, I do feel very touched by that. But again, I would like to remind everyone that this is the eleventh time, essentially yeah. in a row, you guys that do we work. have watched the 2006 film Borat. Yeah, that's kind of what we're dealing These with. These people are doing work out here, ladies and gentlemen. They're yeah. they're doing very very important archaeology that I. Uh, again, I don't think people really, really understand that. Uh, it, so, uh, here's something I, I actually had a question about. Uh, do you think? Mm-hmm. Do you think that people would would under? Uh, I mean, this is labor. This is actual labor yeah. that y'all are doing. Do you think there are people who would consider this uh, uh, the right kind of work for, like, community service? Like, if somebody were sentenced. And had to had to do community service. Do you think that they could do this and come out okay on the other side? I, I was with you until like you you added in like come out okay on the other side um, part mean, of it because I mean like, oh, I I honestly don't I, mean, I don't know what I don't exactly know what kind of a toll this is taking on y'all. I know you're concerned about it. I know I'm concerned about it. I know my mom gets concerned about it. Um, it's, yeah. So it's just yeah. I mean, this is unexplored territory, really. Except for the last couple of months. It is. I think our final intention with this podcast is to have it buried as a sort of time capsule or perhaps yeah. shot into space. So there's <laughs> yeah. always a reminder of Borat out there in the universe, which yeah. I think is very important. Voyager 2. So, Voyager 2. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Boratager, if you will. The, the people need to know. Yeah. The people do need to know, <laughs> and you know we are glad to have you here on the podcast today, Krill. Yeah. What did you think about the movie? What was, What was your thought on Borat? So, um, I actually have seen this once before. Just so you know, 
Uh, okay. I don't know sure. if you're aware. I actually saw this in the theater when it happened, like at the like when it was released. Uh, and there's a there's a small story behind that because I was living in Santa Barbara at the time uh, with mm-hmm. my with my girlfriend who I lived there with from about say 2005 to 2010 or so. And Santa okay. Barbara is a Santa Barbara is a very nice place. It's a you know it's a it's a nice kind of small town uh, has a college attached to it. But the thing about it is. Uh, like it's nice and you know, it's got decent, you know, the weather's pretty nice there. Um, but if you don't go to college there and you're not a tourist after about a year or so, you run out of shit to do. Basically, there's not a whole lot there unless it's tourism sure. or shit like that, but there are five movie theaters. So that kind of balances it out a bit because you know, there, you can, you've got, uh, kind of cheap matinees all over the place. So we spent a lot of time in movie theaters getting out of the heat, you know, getting into the air conditioning and seeing sure. a lot of movies that maybe we wouldn't otherwise and maybe we didn't care about and never will again. But we also caught a couple of things that, you know, we didn't expect to be any good that kind of that we actually liked or, you know, even if like they were bad. bad. That wasn't actually one of them. I wasn't going to go there, but really? uh, but we did okay. see that one. And all I, I don't really remember. I didn't really remember much of, of it, uh, except that you know, wow, that was a movie, and <laughs> we just kind of took it from there. Um, no, there was there were some other interesting things from that period of time, but uh, wow, there was a lot that I did not remember until I started listening to this podcast. A lot, yeah, like, <laughs> fucking yeah. a whole fucking lot. And we're not even going into like the weird esoteric shit that you guys have been able to unearth by by repeated watches, and and you know forcing yourselves to to look at other shit. We're we're just talking about like the basics. I didn't remember half that fucking shit, man. It's a lot. Yeah, it, it is. It is very much like a movie that you watch and then immediately forget like everything in it. Like, which is kind of yeah. If like if we hadn't watched it, you know. Like, like if Ryan and I had sat down and watched it once and that was it and we hadn't been doing this podcast, I probably wouldn't remember most of it uh, right. like already, no. you know? So no. it, it's very forgettable, uh, for sure. Absolutely. And, and there's, it's almost kind of a shame because the, there's, there are some, like, obviously there's a lot of absolutely terrible, not aging well at all shit going on, but there's also, like, a couple of really, really like well-timed comedic moments and things like that, that are just going to get lost yeah. in the shuffle with all of this other, you know, obvious, yeah. terrible garbage going on when they, yeah. when they, at the beginning, when they are leaving, when, when Borat is leaving town and he is, and he gets into the car that is being driven by the boy. And then for a split second, you see that, and then they, and then they pan over to the left and you see that the car is actually also being pulled by the horse. That's actually good. <laughs> that's fucking, yeah. that's comedy. Yeah. Yeah. The, there, there are moments, like there are moments in this movie. And I mean, if we're being honest, I, I, I played up for laughs, but I don't think the Borat is like a totally irredeemable film, you know, like I, we've watched it so many times and I'm fucking sick of it. Oh, like, yeah. I'm sick and tired of this stupid <laughs> you should fucking be. movie. You absolutely should be. But, yeah. But I think there are there are definitely beats here and there that that work well. And um I just think overall it's it's just nauseous, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I wish yeah. I wish this movie had just either been better or not been made at all. I can't decide which. 
I think for me, like the thing is that like most of the most of the stuff that's you know like actually funny are sight gags as opposed to you know like written uh-huh. jokes or things that Borat says. You know, it's facial expressions, it's stuff like you know the car being pulled by the horse, mm-hmm. or you know, it, it's the visual gags. I think that generally work as opposed to like him trying to like deliver lines and be funny or whatever or yes, improvise the, yeah a lot of the a lot of the edited material uh, that is that is done purely for for like you know like old school slapstick comedy value works a lot better than anything that is remotely uh for lack of a better word political because this movie's right. political bench is terrible <laughs> everything about it is awful but yeah, but things really is. but things like setting up the but things like setting up having a bear. I forgot there was a fucking there's a bear in this movie. There's a fucking there's just a, a bear. Just a full ass bear in this movie. Yeah. That's like I feel like the bear thing specifically is something that like people should remember, right? Cuz it's <laughs> they just introduced this, this enormous like bear. <laughs> it's a and, fucking bear. And it's an afterthought in a lot of ways in the movie. Like, it's it's bizarre that, like, <laughs> something that, fe- like, because it come, it come, like it blindsides you, right, when you see the bear for the first time. Because he, he's, yes. you know, I, I'm looking for protection or whatever. And That's then right. it just, it cuts to him, you know, driving in his shitty little ice cream truck. And as it pans across, you see this, like, bear hanging out the fucking window. And it's right. like, where, like... Where does it cut? Like, where did that come from? And like, the way they pay off the story with the bear is like, it, it like it's actually kind of great in some way that like. But again, it's a sight gag because he opens the fridge at the end and you see the bear's head yes. in it. You know, like it's. Yes, there was that also. It's just but, so weird. But the but the but they were also but there's also the scene, uh, where where they're driving in the ice cream truck and he and they and they stop and the kids are all rushing up to the ice cream truck because the music was yeah. playing, and the bear is roaring and they cut to the kids screaming and running away. That's 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 a well edited you know comic moment. To me. Yeah, and 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 that's like one of the very like obviously scripted uh, moments. Like you can tell just by the way it's shot and the way the kids are like acting because they're just regular kids and they can't act or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, like you can kind of predict running away with their arms like waving in the air, like you like they were you know running around in a schoolyard or whatever. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, and and just and, yeah, and they're terrible actors, but it's also a good, it's it's also set up pretty well. It's you know they're they're, they're, they're kayfabing it, it, and you can tell they're kayfabing it, but you're buying into it because it's funny as shit. Uh, yeah, <laughs> fucking. But and that and speaking of uh, speaking of of stuff that we know was was edited as hell. Um, I had some uh, I, I'm I have some suspicions about the uh, the 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 driving instructor scene. As, oh really? As, as as far as how much of that is, and and I'm not saying that he wasn't being genuine. I'm not saying that the driving driving instructor was it was a front in any way. He was absolutely spot. He the, the man. You're right. The man has been through hell. The man has been through war. <laughs> His face looks like he's been you know in in some chemical shit somehow. Um, but also. During during the scenes where he's actually like driving and they're cutting between like his him and the instructor, how much of that driving scene is chroma keyed? Oh, I don't know. I can't really tell. 
it might I, I don't know how good the uh, okay. I don't know how good the tech was at the time. But hmm. there's a part of me that wants to and I, I still think that the exchanges are, are pretty genuine, but I'm curious how much of that was him actually driving because you gotta you gotta set that up really like you you can't just drive like an asshole on a freeway in America without like a without having without giving them a heads up in that sense. Yeah. Like I I can actually I okay, I've never, you know, paid enough attention to like Borat himself uh you know during the like shots that just show him but like now that you've brought that up, like every time we watch this in future, I'm going to be watching like the shots where it's yeah, just watch out the windows. to see like yeah, look out, yeah. look out the windows of the car. Tell me if that scenery lines up because I'm okay. I'm, I'm I'm gonna I'm exposing this. This is like a second shooter theory of Borat. <laughs> yet, yet another yet another grassy knoll scenario in the God. film Borat. I'm very I'm very compelled by this. Yet another, you say, right? Yet another. Well, the other one the other one we talked about was the cameraman, right? That's about how right. the cameraman's yeah, an unspoken yeah. third character of this yeah. film. Uh, so I'm I'm really curious about this. I would we we're having we're barely 15 minutes into this, and I feel like we're already having so many insights into like the molecular structure we're going of Borat in. in a way that we're going in. Yeah, that somehow somehow after 10 weeks we still haven't managed to consider. So I'm I'm very impressed. <laughs> that's yeah, that's that's both exciting exciting and frightening really to know that that there's still so it much is. ahead. Especially since I suspect I won't be here for a lot of it when you all will. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, you mean you're not raring to come back for another another viewing of Borat? I mean, I I would do it. You know, I'm actually the sort of person who would do it. I'm. I think I'm old enough Uh that I don't give a fuck (laughs) about a lot of things anymore. (laughs) That's interesting that you that you say that because now we like of the three people we've had on the show uh, as guests all three now have said yeah they would do it again again, (laughs) i say you're underselling yourselves there's a lot uh, the fact that you're 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 basically offering a lot of people a glimpse of hell that they don't have to (laughs) experience again but they can you know they they basically Mm. have the option to to come and go as they please whereas you do not this is why it feels so much Mm. worse for you guys whereas for everybody else it's 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 fuck it's just a ride. It's a fucking ride. Niall, see there it is. Niall, I think we're Borat and our guests are the driving <laughs> instructor, right? Like I think that's what the yeah. dynamic is here. I think where I we think just so. kind of wear them down. We wear them down, but instead of asking them to be our boyfriend, we're just like, hey, you want to be on this again? They're like, ah, well, yeah, yeah, sure. I, I could yeah, be on, I could be on Borat Club again. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that that is like a really good, I think, comparison to it. At some point, we're gonna like. I feel like that, like, on the first time we have someone on, it's going to be like they're the driving instructor, and like by the second time, they're gonna be like the humor coach, where they're just dying inside and wanting to get out of it, like <laughs> we were pretty much immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting though that like Krill, you bring up like the way this feels to us uh, as we're watching it. I'm just going to say here that I don't know what it is about this week's viewing, but compared to like the last two, I felt like that was pretty okay. Personally, Ryan, I don't know how you felt, but like 
to me, it moved <laughs> relatively all right. You know, it wasn't quite as easy as the first two or three viewings, but right. like, it was it wasn't as bad as some of the doldrums we've gotten into either. You know, so. certainly not. Certainly not. It was not. It was not a banner viewing for us. I would say no. But it did. It did clip along at that kind of patented Borat pace. I would yeah, say. Exactly. So so hard to complain about that. Hard to complain about that. Yeah. Uh, I I personally did have one note this week though, which is unheard of, uh, okay. considering I have not taken notes for like the last three weeks. <laughs> um, I, I I do have one, which is that at the very beginning of the movie, when Borat first appears on the viewer's right side, his left side, there is a man in full cowboy attire. Yes, that has just gone completely <laughs> unspoken thus far. He is like he is like on his on his left hand side. He's like in full this full black outfit, like the leather vest, like the cowboy yeah. hat, and everything. Yeah. And I, I literally have no idea how how we miss this. It, it, it escapes me completely. Looking straight out of I Western guess it's cereal. Been, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. He's a real Lee Van Cleef motherfucker. Mm-hmm, but yeah. um, I guess maybe it's because. We're so focused, like pinpointed on Borat's first appearance that it's easy to miss. Yeah. But, um, I would like to explore the fashion of the peoples of Borat's village at some point in the future if we have a chance. Oh man, yeah. I wish I, wish I were an expert on that because I was uh, when I was watching, uh, like I was I was noticing like all the like the few changes in wardrobe that they actually have for for Borat himself. Uh, mm-hmm. They're 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 very calculated really oh, yeah. to, to what they are. And, and, you know, there's, there's definitely a sense of, of like, uh, I mean, it's not so calculated that you, that it, it's obvious that it's a wardrobe person, but it has this very, like, I don't know, just him and his PJs is, is a mood. Him in his mesh yeah. is a mood. And <laughs> it feels like the, if you, it, it, it feels a little bit like like stuff that they had lying around, stuff that he had lying around, stuff that the character had lying around. But but it's also but it's also very much like I want to wear this. Like this is the type oh, of yeah. thing that Borat would wear. Oh yeah, it's fascinating. Like, like we've talked before about his PJs on the show, and like he just looks comfortable when uh-huh. whenever you see him wearing them. You know, like you can tell that like. He's just like in his element when he's sitting there in his PJs, just reading his Baywatch magazine or whatever. Like, I feel like that's the truest Borat we yet maybe in the whole movie. Like, that's <laughs> and just. I wonder, and I wonder actually if Sasha Baron Cohen found those PJs comfortable enough and said, "You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually wear these PJs. Like, as a, as me, I'm just gonna wear these PJs to bed because they're comfy as shit. I would. I don't know if he would." I mean, I probably would. I yeah. probably would. They look, they look cozy. Yeah. Maybe not wear them to bed, but certainly wear them around my wear apartment around. when I'm getting cozy. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah lazy ass Saturday. Yeah, totally. Those are Saturday clothes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It it is funny that you mentioned that because the production design in this movie is very calculated. Um, yeah. Which you know, I would expect nothing less from a uh, Todd Phillips slash Wes Anderson Wes production Anderson. as this movie. Yeah, fucking triple A. Really yeah. see absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you really see that Wes Anderson influence in those pajamas. Mm-hmm. But um, you see it as well in co- like his uh, in his outfit at the end of the movie. That's very Wes Anderson. Yeah, and in the 
the the tennis outfit as well is, yeah, is also very super much. super oh. Wes Anderson. Oh my god, this this fucking movie, y'all. <laughs> I there there are moments when we do this podcast, and this it feels just not real to me. It, this feels like a movie. <laughs> The thing about this, Niall, is that we have become so hyper-focused on this film that it feels like a movie that is only real to the two of us, you know? Yeah. Like, it's really easy to forget at this point that this was a massive, like, multi-million dollar grossing comedy film that everyone on Earth went out to see because, one, no one else is fucking talking about it, <laughs> and two, we're so knee-deep in this bullshit it's like we uncovered this in the back of a video store somewhere and are trying to share it with the world, which, you know, is not necessarily the case, but mm. it's really just kind of looped in on itself <laughs> in some yeah. odd way. It, it's, uh, it's, it's like, like a horror movie from the eighties or something where like two dudes go into a VHS store and they just like, they grab something and they're like, Oh, what's this bullshit movie? And it like takes over their souls or something, you know, like it's, it's that level of, uh, <laughs> of thing, I think, at this point for us. Like, it's, it's really, it's really borrowing, I think, its way into our <laughs> psyches, uh, collectively. Like, mm -hmm. it's pretty much like, like when I'm, at work, like, the amount of, like, my, my day job, I am sort of, left to my own devices a lot uh and sort of uh -huh. left to left to left to have a lot of time to think and the amount of hmm. time that i spend thinking about borat now that we've started this is like distressing like uh. it's 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 probably like maybe 20 minutes a day at least at work that i just like am thinking about you know what what could we do for the podcast like what would what would be like an interesting thing we could maybe do for like the holidays now that they're coming up or something like See, that that's, you know that's like, the kind of that's the kind of thing that happens to me when i start playing a really good video game that's going to last for mm -hmm. more than a couple of weeks because you it, you you finish playing for a while and, and you're you're already thinking about like where you have to go next what you have to do next what right. you want to do next that sort of thing and it's yeah it can that's yeah i could see how that could get pervasive and i'm kind of sorry that that's happened to you with this as opposed to like a good ass video game but i understand that or yeah or a good ass anything i guess <laughs> like like i i know i've i've brought like <clears throat> in the early goings of the podcast i brought up a couple of times that i had had a couple of nightmares about borat um since we'd started and I think it was the after the after the last recording where we had Scott on um I had just been like you know without like peeling the curtains back too far like I've you know been very busy and stressed out and all this stuff in my personal life and mm -hmm. I like went to bed that night and I couldn't sleep and so I was like in my head I was like okay I'm going to start imagining what if I like if money was no object to me and I was able to go anywhere and like have my perfect relaxation space what would that look like and so I start picturing it in my head and as I'm picturing it I'm like and in this room there's a tv and I grab the remote and I turn on the tv and Oh, there's Sasha Baron Cohen. Oh, and like this, oh, the, the, the like relaxation spell I was trying to weave just immediately broke. And oh, I was homie. Like, 
Oh god. Like I'm oh, I'm there no. trying to like picture this like like uh, like cottage in like the Swiss Alps with like snow everywhere and just the lights of this small skiing village. Homie. And a roaring fire and I turn on the TV and there's Borat on every channel and I'm just like, oh homie. my god, this oh, is homie, killing listen. me. Homie, listen. <laughs> Next week Ryan and I will do this and you can take a week off. Fucking <laughs> homie. God, no. I, 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 I gotta keep doing like uh, I gotta keep going. Like, I'm, I'm in it now. Like This is, this is my life now. Now, I'm right, in the right. tunnel and I have to see where it goes. Fuck. This God is, damn it. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> this is this is, this is like a, this is like an anchor of sorts. In, you know, like it, it's providing me stability of some sort at the end of the work week, which is depressing. But like it, you know, it's a thing to grab onto in some way. It's <laughs> at a thing this that point. reminds you what day it is. Yeah, it kind of is, and like. Honestly, like, like last week we didn't record an episode because Ryan, you know, was doing Thanksgiving stuff. Yeah. And I, I was kind of, like, walking around or just, like, sitting and pacing around my room and being like, God, I have so much free time tonight. I could do whatever <laughs> I want. And like, and, like, when you live in, like, a super rural area like I do where there's nothing around and you're just, like pacing around your room like what do i do with myself like i have all this like energy and free time like <laughs> why do i have a spring in my step that's not right yeah it's it's so weird <laughs> this makes sense <laughs> oh boy well niall i you know i'm sorry i am i'm i am sorry um I don't know. When one week we'll do, we'll talk about fucking Resident Evil or something. I don't know. We'll, 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 yeah, why we'll didn't lift. we do this with like Resident Evil Retribution? We like, should have a fucking good movie. <laughs> we like. should have. We should have just done a podcast where every week we watch a Resident Evil movie and it just loops back on the six films in that franchise. God. Like we just we just start and every week we rewatch them over and over again. That would be much more worthwhile because let me tell you. For those folks at home listening who have yet to watch the live-action Resident Evil movies, you're you're fucking missing out. Let me tell you. Yeah, it's some um, good eating. It's it's real good. It's real good. I Resident hope. Evil uh, Retribution, one of the best movies ever made, hands down. It's I, so good. I definitely know nothing about those, but then oh, I, you should watch them. Oh, but then I also know you cries little about Resident Evil itself uh, for for a long time. You don't, you don't, you don't even need to know anything well, about Resident yeah, Evil yeah, to watch yeah, them. I mean, I don't need to, but I, I remember hearing good things. No, you, you, no, Niall's right. You really do not need to. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm pretty sure the people who made them don't know anything about Resident Evil. It's mm. really good. Like, and like. I, I think the commentary track for Retribution is, like, the best commentary <laughs> track ever. Because, like, the the director, like, he exposes that he gave, like, zero shit about anything in this movie. <laughs> like, it's it's him and Miliovovich, uh, who I believe is his wife. And yes. she's, she's, like, pointing out, like, inconsistencies and stuff. And he just goes, like, at one point, like, God, you're paying way more attention than I ever did to this fucking movie. And it's just so good. It's 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 good eating. It's really good. People should watch that movie honestly. But, watch um, that instead of Borat. Yeah, watch That's that fair. instead of Borat. It'll it'll treat you right. I think they're about the same amount of time actually, and like one is far superior. <laughs> Michelle Rodriguez like dies like three times in that movie and keeps coming back. It's really good. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm just well, uh, we've we've put off talking about Borat itself yeah. for at least a little while. So, so Krill, what are some other notes that you had for this viewing? I would love to. I would love to hear what you. Well, I was going to. I, I was going to continue that tradition and try to like go off into some shit that I had thought of like during the week that I knew I was going to be on the podcast. But since okay. you, since you okay. bring, but no, no, no. Since you bring it up, we'll get these out of the way. Um, there was one <laughs> thing that I that I that I, there was one thing that I noticed. Uh, eventually, I didn't notice until several scenes after uh, they started using the ice cream truck. Um, okay, but, but the ice cream truck—I don't—I don't remember much about ice cream trucks in general because I'm mm-hmm. really old compared to most people that listen to this or or do this podcast. And uh, the driver's side is on the right. Mm-hmm. On on the ice cream truck, and I never really thought about that. I mean, it kind of makes sense because they have to they have to park on the right side and and you know deal with the kids on the right side. But it's just something that I never really thought about or noticed. Interesting. Un- okay. Until like again, they had already gone probably a couple of states beyond where they purchased the fucking thing, and then I was like, oh <laughs> hey, it's on the right. But I but I also kind of appreciated the fact that. One of the first things that they did was flip off the Uzbekistan embassy. Embassy, excuse me. Uh, yeah, the the, um, the weird like antagonism they have towards Uzbekistan is like real weird because I like I'm pretty well. I'm not pretty sure, but like I know for a fact like they're both you know <laughs> well, ex-Soviet states. So well, like here's the, the weird thing, like yeah. Yeah, the thing antagonism. Ab- the thing about that and all of the and all of the like kind of like anti-Semitic stuff and all of that sort of stuff is I think it would have been a lot the 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 the, the mistake that he made with this character was making his nationality uh the nationality of a country that actually exists. That was it. If he had made this completely fictional mm. And made up a fucking country that no that did not exist, not just nobody knew about, but didn't exist. Uh, there would have been a few less problems. Uh, it, it, you would also probably have to make up a. You would probably also have to make up a thing that was not uh, that was not Jews <laughs> in order for them to have an antagonist that was like not real. But I, hmm. Hmm, I think that they could have avoided a lot. Uh, from just not being a real country. See, the thing about, like, it not being a real country is I feel like if you were going to make up a country for him to be from, you would pretty much have to treat it like a a real movie in the sense that, like, you would have Mm. to script it all and get actors for everything because you would assume that, like, if, you know, like, if you were... Yeah, suddenly there's a doing the wall. doing the rodeo thing, or on, you know, or doing the part where he's like going to a local TV station, or interviewing Bob Barr and Alan Keyes. You uh-huh. know, like you probably couldn't be like, "I'm from some you know made up country," because they'd go, "That's not a real place." You mm-hmm. know, like mm, I don't know. I don't know. I think a couple of people you could get away with that on. Uh, but I, I mean, I, I get Maybe. it. You can't, I get it. You, you have people who fact check and, and do that sort of thing. But I, I, I yeah, think that I, would like, have been part of the charm was trying to get away with like passing off a country that nobody knows about because it doesn't exist against people like Bob Barr and Alan Keyes. Yeah. I see. I, I guess they probably just figured like, 
nobody has ever heard of Kazakhstan. You know, like people will probably question whether that's real and then you know the fact that it is real they'll go okay it is actually a real place um you know like i don't think like obviously you know he's english and his he the character originated on ali g which is an yeah. english tv show and i don't think most people here in europe were aware of kazakhstan or would have been aware that kazakhstan was even a real place if it wasn't for the fact that like people know of Kazakhstan because their soccer team plays every other soccer team, you know, here, like that, that's sort of how people probably were aware that it was a real place, you know, whereas if he had gone like, Oh, I'm from wherever Istan, or, you know, people would have gone, that's not a real place. You know, like I, I think, and especially because, you know, if he's starting off with that stuff in the UK where He's probably having to go through a more tightly vetted process to do his media interviews and his politician interviews and stuff okay, like yeah. that over there. He probably needed that like anchor of a real country to say he was from. Okay. I would assume. Yeah, no, that, that, that that's makes... just me spitballing here, but like I I would assume that's why he chose Kazakhstan. No, that's a it's a good argument. It makes a lot of sense. And and it actually makes me a little bit curious now as to how he chose to be from Kazakhstan as opposed to anywhere else. Like what what the what the thought process was there. I want to get into his mind. <laughs> just a little bit. I feel like again, like it's just a place that like people just kind of knew existed, but knew nothing. Like about, what? What know, came like, in second and third place in his mind after choosing Kazakhstan? I, I would have to think Uzbekistan would have been one, right? Because yeah, that's, probably. That's right. another one. Yeah. yeah, probably Uzbekistan, Tajikistan, Kyrgyzstan, like those that that like block of you know Central Asian former Soviet states I would assume like probably or maybe like he might have said like you know a, a different Soviet or ex-Soviet state you know maybe like Mas yeah. or not Ma Macedonia that was Yugoslavia but uh you know like Belarus or yeah Lithuania or somewhere would probably have been you know on that list yeah maybe. but I, I think as well yeah. the fact that like he was picking non-european countries as well also probably right, right. fed and, into it yeah and he probably he probably had a i imagine i i picture him having like a full list of like all of these finalists and going all right yeah which one has the highest potassium <laughs> and that was it you know that was the decision <laughs> is that not one of the best bits in this whole movie it, the, it kind the of running is. yeah the <laughs> inferior potassium I don't know. Maybe I'm biased because I I just really connect with that joke for some reason. I, it's I really guess good. maybe it's very. It might just be because it's time, such. Yeah. yeah, it's just very much like a non sequitur, and I think it I think it works really well as just this little this little bit that they that they call back to occasionally. Yeah, also, and it's such a weird thing to brag about too. Like <laughs> of all the things in the world to brag about, and is like hey, when you got it, potassium. When you, you know? got it, you flaunt it. That's that's the rule. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, and and also also a minor uh, continuity nitpick here since we're talking about it. Uh -huh. uh, in, oh. When when he's when he's uh, when he's singing the national anthem to the tune of the American national anthem, he he says other he says other East Asian countries as opposed and and in the in the final the in the final credits when they play the version of the song that everybody knows from YouTube. Uh, that's that part that. East, uh, you know, some of the Asian countries does not appear in the lyrics. 
Yeah, I think I think just, the lyrics in general. They just say all other countries, different. I think. Yeah, like the lyrics are definitely countries. slightly like different. I I I bet it was just like he probably made those lyrics up on the spot at that rodeo <laughs> or had like a vague idea and probably was so like because he's obviously so intimidated, like he's shaking visibly when he's oh, doing it. Oh like, it's bad. He knows It's bad. <laughs> he he knows the he knows the rule he knows the open carry laws around here. He knows it's bad. Yeah, he does. Ryan, did you have any other points that you wanted to bring up real quick before we get back to anything else Krill might have? Um, not in particular. I do have an article that I wanted to that's touch right. on that's what, really that's quick. That's what you wanted to touch on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of my friends sent me an article, and I think the headline of it kind of says it all. This was published on the Outline.com on July 15th of last year. Okay. The title of the article is Borat. Where are they now? We're dying to know. We're dying to know. We've spent a lot of time on this podcast speculating about what the people in this film are up to these days. And thankfully, this article actually gives us the beat by beat of almost every single person who appears in this movie. Awesome. Okay. Wow. So do you just want me to go down the line in terms of the order that it's in in this article? Sure. Yeah. How long is your article? This is a chronic... Uh, it, it's I'll, I'll, I'll speed through it. I'll hit the highlights. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the first one, of course, is Pat Haggerty, the humor coach. Uh, according to theoutline.com, he is still a public speaking coach. Um, so according to his LinkedIn, he's still doing public speaking engagements and entertaining audiences with updated jokes. So uh, <laughs> updated. He's he's do, doing some political stuff here. They have a sample joke from his site. If y'all would like to hear it, oh hit please, it. lay it on me. Okay, this comes straight from the mouth of the horse from Pat Haggerty. Did did the Trump campaign coordinate or in any way collude with Russia in the 2016 election? No one knows for sure. One thing we do know, Hillary's campaign did not coordinate or talk with anyone in Ohio, Pennsylvania, or Wisconsin. I'm really glad he's keeping that. He, he's, he's keeping mm-hmm. the knot alive. Good on you. Yeah. You're keeping that knot and just like writing it to the bitter end just is is the he's not emphasized the not is is capitalized so i assume i assume that's the that's the um that's the intention so next up um next up i think we essentially have the golden goose of this article for us good old (laughs) good old mike the driving instructor fuck so Y'all may be very curious to know what he's doing these days. Mm-hmm. Um, the article says uh, he had the pleasure of teaching Borat how to drive, and thankfully they managed to avoid running over any children in the process. So this website is definitely noting that this man is very sensitive about the children. Right. They, well, here's the good news. Some diehard is, fans for that article, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. The good news is he is still offering driving lessons at the Perry Hall Driving School in Perry Hall, Maryland. For a mere three hundred and ten dollars, you can learn to quote drive smart, just like Borat. Man, you're paying for the privilege right there. You're paying for you're, you're, you're paying for would, fame right there. That man. Is, I would. Again, you got it. Flaunt it. If you got it, flaunt it. I would absolutely pay three hundred dollars to take driving lessons with this man. Not even a question. Uh, so then we get into some we get into some less interesting ones. Um, uh, we uh, Alan Keyes is apparently a columnist now, but he's he's uh, awful and homophobic, so I really don't care. Right. 
Bobby Rowe, the the idiot at the rodeo, is apparently retired, but he still owns the the rodeo, I guess. Um, Apparently, Bob Barr is just being a racist person on Twitter, where he calls people snowflakes, regurgitates Fox News propaganda, and jokes about New Coke. That's a predictable uh, trajectory. This article, yeah. um, So uh, the apparently etiquette teacher Kathy Martin is still is still working in that thing. then we have the uh, Magnolia Manor, the place where they had the dinner table thing, is on sale for uh, $185,000. Uh, so, so we could potentially own that. Own that. Hmm. Um, unfortunately, Jim Sale, the uh, car dude, did pass away in yeah. 2012. Um, yeah. But he did apparently really love his role in the movie, which is great. Um, so this also goes into the... Um, into the news team here. Um, This one is not as fun. Um, Apparently both the producer and the, uh, the producer uh, lost her job. Um, The uh, meteorologist is now working in Wichita falls, which is in Texas. And the dude who is the anchor is now the CEO of a mobile marketing company. Oh, wow. uh, he also <laughs> also created and ran Buy From a Christian, a faith-based e-commerce site from 2006 to 2010. <laughs> I'm sorry, a what? Uh, a faith-based e-commerce site. And it does have a sketch by him for the service, which is like his sketch of the uh, website design before it was launched, which is really great. I need um, to see if Buy From a Christian is still up. Buy you should. From uh, it, it says it was 2006 to 2010, but that may have just been his tenure. Uh, of course, Linnell Campbell, the actress playing Linnell, is still uh, apparently fairly popular on Instagram, really doing her uh, stand-up comedy. I have an addition um, about Linnell, actually, that I or, or a, a theory about Linnell, actually, because I was I was looking up okay. I was looking up IMDb after y'all were talking about her, and uh, one of the things that I noticed was that Linnell is also uh, Nellie Ruckus in the Boondocks. Mm-hmm. Now, does that make does that make the boondocks part of the Borat cinematic universe or BCU? Because, because Nelly is, it's basically Linnell. It's basically using her name, just a different last name. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. That's a, that's a good question. So does he actually, does he actually marry Nelly Ruckus? I mean, Scott kind of brought that up last week or like Uh in the last episode where like a lot of her stuff is credited as Lunell. So like, yeah, Maybe that's kind of what started me on that is, path. Yeah, yeah, you know, if everything she's in is technically part of the Borat cinematic, well, universe. not necessarily everything that she's in, but everything well, okay. that she's most everything things. that she's most it, things, everything that she's credited as her own name. And yeah. I thought this was kind so, of like a half her own name. It's a it's a nickname. Yeah. So I thought it maybe it might count. Maybe it's fifty fifty. It's hard to say. And and. Uh, <laughs> I could have seen Borat showing up at, at, on the Boondocks and just being like eviscerated by that show for how terrible Absolutely. it is. Like, <laughs> I would. Oh hope. yeah, one hundred percent. Buy from a Christian. Um, uh, it yeah, now sorry, re- I interrupted you. Continue with yeah, your buy from it, a Christian. Uh, shit. It now it now <laughs> redirects to BFAC, which is a I assume his his company now. Uh, mobile solutions to grow your business. So uh-huh. um, I assume mm-hmm. that's uh, his like marketing company that Ryan was talking about now. So Probably. that guy's yeah. had an interesting career. Um, yeah, 
I do have a, a couple more points here. So sure. the uh, antique store is apparently still operating. Um, wow. It, the website says it's quote open most days. Um, this is my this is my favorite part. <laughs> this is my favorite part of the article. Okay. Uh, this 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 is regarding the frat boys that he meets. Oh um, boy. Mm-hmm. So so first of all, it introduces them as the monstrous frat boys. <laughs> it then goes on to call them quote the true villain of the film. Oh really? They're not. And wrong? then says then says current status unknown. That's so they are apparently uh, still at large. That's good and ominous. I remember the I remember when I first. Uh, uh, saw them in this. Uh, saw them show up, and they were all wearing their little hats. And one of them had a visor. I thought they were on their way to a poker game, or maybe they were going to mm-hmm. have a poker game in the back of their fucking RV. You know, something like that. But uh, no such luck, huh? No such yeah, luck. I I do remember reading recently about them that they did sue. Uh, That's right. You yelled at the that. makers. Yeah. Um. They they sued, and they, if I remember right. They wanted to block the film from being released on DVD because they said something along the lines of, like, they were led to believe it would never air outside Kazakhstan or something like that. And they wanted, you know, money for, like, damage to their reputations and all this stuff. And it apparently just got thrown out. Um, Well, I would have to imagine, so considering that they didn't really manipulate them right like that was just right. fucking them talking that was them yeah that was that <laughs> yeah. was them yeah just a little bit like, i guess the best the, still yeah yeah yeah, yeah that, like the best uh, argument they probably have is that they were given booze like and that's it given booze but, they had that with them you know they did yeah I, well <laughs> like the article i read seemed to suggest that like they basically took like a bunch of like college dudes and interviewed them and then stuck the three who didn't know who uh, like who hadn't ever heard of borat into like that, an rv that is frighteningly and, like, uh feasible yeah actually yeah, like mm-hmm. like they cl- like they claimed at least that it was like set up for them to be you know exposed as dickheads which they are so like you know yeah, but hey, you got a congratulations. But hey, you guys, you got, a, you got a night of you got a night of being able to have an RV and free booze for a night. You know, isn't that isn't that payment? Yeah. Isn't that payment enough? You know. Yeah, I mean, they still said what they said, and like you can see, as we've talked about before, like as soon as like that dude sits down and starts like in on this like awful spiel about women, Borat <laughs> just like immediately like what you know like so yeah. <laughs> It's not even like Borat. It's just Sasha, Sasha yeah. Baron Cohen being so astounded that he just breaks characters. Yeah, just like breaking that. his own fourth wall, just completely. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. It's it's really good. Uh, that's pretty much it for that article. It, it it talks a bit about like Pamela Anderson and all that, but you know, so there is no that is what it is. So there is no mention of uh, Charles Willis Pickering, uh, also known as Chip Pickering, the uh, member of the U.S. House <laughs> no. of Representatives from Mississippi's third district. <laughs> there isn't, but it does say the preacher is still a preacher. So, well, that's that's not surprising either. Yeah, I just, no. but I just, I do just want to share that that guy, that Chip Pickering. But when when we when we came across him during the movie, and I started to want want to know more about his fate, and I and I went ahead and typed Chip Pickering into DuckDuckGo into the search engine, and the top three 
things that came up that were not just his name were Chip Pickering divorce, Chip Pickering mm-hmm. Mississippi, and Chip Pickering scandal. Mm. Yeah, he's had a few. It uh, really from the sounds of it. Yeah, it was really intriguing. Yeah, apparently, like he got divorced, and then his wife sued his mistress for like breaking <laughs> up the family. <laughs> I'm sorry, but he got divorced, and he got divorced, and his wife sued his mistress. Is really kind of burying the lead there. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess it's a it lot is. at once. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess. And yeah, he also me, beat up his, his son's soccer coach and got sued for that, so that's reminds, great. It reminds me a little bit of when I used to drive down to San Diego for uh, for family like Thanksgiving or Christmas. Mm-hmm. Never both in the same year, just one. Only wanted to take one trip down there a year. And when we get off the, the freeway into San Diego, there's there was a, there was a particular corner a particular intersection that had on one corner, there was a uh, marriage counselor on another corner. There was a, uh, I believe in a, a divorce attorney. And on the ah. third corner, there was a strip club. So you kind of had it, but you kind of had the whole story unfolding, you know, clockwise around this, around this intersection. <laughs> it's really, your one stop shop. Yeah. It was, it was really convenient. To have all of that in one, in one place. Yeah, that's uh-huh. one of, like, that's up there with that, like, there's, like, a street in Montreal in Canada where there's, like, a church and, like, ten, like, strip clubs on the same street. Nice. I remember, yeah, I was there once, and I was like, oh, there's a church, and then I, like, down the street, and like, wow, there's a lot of strip clubs on this street. Like, so, you know, go straight, go st- yeah, go straight from the, like, go straight from one to the other, I guess, like, go to the confessional. I'm going to be, I'm going to be completely honest with y'all. I am shocked that there's not a scene in this movie where they visit a strip club. Um, I am, I am actually astounded by that the more yeah. I think about it. I wonder if that would affect the rating? I mean, mm. they show Azimat's entire asshole, like, <laughs> yeah. not even... Not even a little bit, like the Multiple whole times. thing. Yeah. Whole no, I was, yeah. I, yeah, I, I already kind of. Oh, that brings up something else because <laughs> I should. knew that I knew that that happened, and and I, I was, uh-huh. I was kind of mentally prepared for that this time around, but it was also, mm-hmm. but it was also just like, oh, okay, wow, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. and then they, and then they, and then they, they, and then they put his, and, and then he plants himself on Borat's face. That's right. I forgot about that too. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also in the, in the, uh, in one of the ending sequences where he's kind of voiceovering about, you know, his entire journey and they cut straight to exactly that to, to his face yeah. being assaulted by Azimut's entire lower region on both sides. It's yeah. Like, oh, okay. They, they, you know, that. they just really want you to know. They just really want you to know what this man's entire taint looks like. They show his whole ass asshole in this film. I had, I, would I say. had forgotten that that I had forgotten that that fight even left the hotel room and went down the hall and then went mm-hmm. out into that convention. And somebody was, and somebody was pulling Azimat off of a stage by one leg, so he, so the other leg was spread out like a chicken, and it was just amazing. It was, it was incredible. I don't recommend it to anybody, but it was, yeah, there, somebody, somebody out there is going to see that and see God. I don't know, man. It's like, it's a lot. I've, All at once. I've said before that I, I don't think the actual nude fight scene of it like does a whole lot for me at this point. Like it did the very first time I watched it, but it, but mm-hmm. the effect really kind of wears off. Um, sure. 
uh, I will say the scene after that where they chase down the hallway and go into the convention center is is really good. Especially we talked about when they pull Azimuth off the stage and they have like this Foley cartoon yeah. thunk sound effect as he hits the floor. <laughs> yes, it's so good. It's that part. That part is really great. There, there's uh, all, the dude's face in the elevator, as always. Absolutely. Yeah, I was gonna say that 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 was the other part of it. Was that was just the. The the well the dude in the elevator that was not either of them just like yeah eyes eyes to heaven just wondering when this is going to end <laughs> but but there's also a great <laughs> facial expression by Azimat uh, the first time yeah. that he's doing that, where, where he's just like he knows that he's like yep that that's me he just lo- <laughs> he just looks very very kind of like. I don't know, like almost coy, like very yeah. accepting, but also a little bit smug about it. Like he's just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> there, there, it's yeah. really good. Yep, it's it's almost like he's proud of it, like in a in a weird way. The way he's... I feel like I feel like Azamat's performance in this movie kind of goes untouched upon by us, but he really does. He is really good. Like he really sells a lot of this film. He is actually he really fantastic. There's a like. Uh, yeah, it, it, I think it's undersold because a he's not the you know he's not the title of fucking movie, but also because at the beginning uh-huh. of it he tries to undersell himself. Like every time the camera goes on, he's like, no, 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 go go film him, film him. But right, but there's a but yeah, he's he's got a lot of great just moments in in everything that he's doing. And also, uh, I'm going to take this opportunity since we're talking about Azimat to point out the ongoing saga of of learning about Oliver Hardy. For those of you who don't know about yeah. Oliver Hardy, uh, there was a subtitled moment in the, in the scene in Hollywood where, uh, where they reunite. And he said, and the subtitle is, that's another fine mess you've gotten us into. That was actually an Oliver Hardy line. That was something that he would, that he would say to Stan Laurel, uh, when he fucked up and then Stan Laurel would cry. And that was the, you know, the majority of that entire bit. Hmm. That's all I got. I wish we'd see more of Borat crying in this film. In that case, like, <laughs> yeah, we see we see a little bit of him crying, but but he seems like a very bad person. Oh. I I want oh, him yeah. to suffer occasionally. Yeah. True. <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, I think like I know we've talked about Lunel's performance a lot, and now you know talking about Azamat and how good he is. Like, I genuinely think anyone who like actually does acting in the movie does a pretty good job. Like. Like the woman who plays Borat's wife at the start of the movie. Oh yeah. I don't know if she's an actress or if she's like just you know somebody who was living in that town who they you know felt like was like maybe she's part of the local you know, theater. Yeah, maybe. But she was like she's actually like really good as well. Like she's very intense and very good at like showing you how much she hates Borat. Like, I mean, understandable. Yeah, understandably. Like, but <laughs> you learn so much about their relationship in such a short amount of time, and she really sells it for the like thirty yeah. seconds of screen time yeah. she gets. <laughs> That's probably generous. It's probably even less than that, but it's it's yeah, still probably. a very powerful performance, and I'm surprised it wasn't nominated for anything. <laughs> well, you know, you can only nominate a movie for so many things. And, That's true. You know, Especially when it's a comedy, it can only get so many, you know, Oscar nominations. Ah, yeah, mm. the curse of, yeah, the curse of yeah. being labeled the, the as a bias comedy. Of Hollywood, yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, mm. it needed more. It should have gotten more nominations for just anything. Best <laughs> drama. I mean, there's a lot of human drama in this film. It's essentially a romantic, uh, romantic drama, dramedy. I would say if you're really going to put a label on it, huh? I. I, I would say Borat is a romantic dramedy because the film ends on him finding true love. It doesn't end yeah. on him completing the documentary. It doesn't end on him, you know, doing anything else of his goals in the movie. It ends on him finding peace through love and happiness. And the documentary kind of is just uh, sidelined. It's like an afterthought by the end of it. Yeah, it's pretty much forgotten about. It's essentially a lifetime film. Yeah. Yeah. The Hallmark Channel could have made this. <laughs> So there it is, 10 years or so, or more than 10 years after its 13. creation, for your consideration. It's <laughs> for something. All year, every year. We're yeah, if we're going to recut it and resubmit it to the Oscars, it's, it's got new it footage It wouldn't be that it. hard. <laughs> it wouldn't be that hard to, to recut this into, into something more serious, if we're being honest. So, Probably not. Yeah. So a while back when I was, when I was talking about the uh the the uh driving instructor and and how i had the suspicion mm-hmm. that the that the driving scenes were actually filmed with the chroma key um another question about preparation for the scenes uh and this is actually more feasible because you all have talked about this before uh when he's at the yard sale because you know they use the yard sale to to set up the 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 baywatch coloring book or whatever the fuck it is and and all of that, <laughs> but uh, Baywatch coloring book. I love that. <laughs> but and I know there's more words in it than th- th- to not make it a coloring book. But I have. To, but I also while I was watching that, I was wondering how much prep they gave to the people at the yard sale because some of it he has to be you know in character and be like I'm watching you you know that sort of shit. But and and I'm wondering if if they if they prepped those people so that they wouldn't think that this guy was just a fucking asshole and and also so that they could plant the book was was kind of where i was going like like those two things would would kind of fit together yeah that's definitely been something like we have wondered since we pretty much started this because it, it is you know the crux of or a large part of the entire movie and it's you know it is the source of conflict i guess that breaks azamat and borat up at you know a certain point which is a particular plot beat which suggests yeah yeah right so they they had like uh, like i think we kind of came to the conclusion before like they had to either have had this all set up and prepped or they had him go and do this thing off the cuff and then wrote a script and a plot around that because he thought it was funny that he found the Baywatch magazine or whatever it is. Like, it can only be one of those two things. And I feel like it would have to be, at this point, like, that they prepped this woman and planted this book because otherwise, like, you can't, you can't, you know, go into the movie not having an idea of the overarching plot you're gonna shoot i don't yeah this is it it it, yeah it feels it feels a lot less happy accident and more let's go find a yard sale so that we can set the shit up and yeah and hope that they're cool with it yeah that's that's kind of where i was going with that because like when the scene when the scene first started rolling through i was like okay (laughs) 
as as I did with a lot of scenes in this movie, the the more antagonistic he is, the more I suspect that they had to talk to them before they did that and say, "Hey, yeah. hey, we're going to be assholes to you for a minute. Is that okay? You know, we'll we'll give you like I, a couple uh, bucks maybe." Or, or we promise we'll leave you alone afterwards. That's really, you know, it's really what we're going to. Yeah. I, I could see them being like, listen, just kind of go with whatever he says and react naturally. And, you know, we'll figure it out as opposed to giving them a script or anything. But yeah, I think, I think definitely in that specific scene, um, they would have had to have done that. Whereas some of the other scenes, like the scene with, the feminists and stuff like I think that was very much like oh they a just genuine a genuine like this is we're just not going to put up with this we're going to leave <laughs> like thing you know oh so. yeah they just yeah they they just did not but <laughs> and whereas whereas with people like the the weatherman with the meteorologist they're used to shit going wrong right they're like trained tv professionals they know how to like they've had the training they know what they're doing in these Medi- kind of situations <laughs> meteorologists reacting to shit going wrong is always good yeah so, just... <laughs> that, that dude's having a great time though he's having so he much fun really is. he's like oh good yeah. something something that doesn't happen to me every day this is fun yeah you said he was in texas now right <clears throat> Uh yeah, Wichita Falls apparently. How close uh, is I can that go to hit... you? Could you could you get that station? <laughs> yeah, let me doing? um let me let me see if I can just drive out there. Maybe I can see if I can apply for a job out there doing fucking oh, camera please. operations. Can you or can you get an art, can uh, you get an autograph of the Borat DVD from him? Because like that would probably I be would, worth something. I would love to do that. <laughs> so apparently, Wichita Falls Falls is north of Dallas. It's almost on the Oklahoma border. It is a. Uh, Four hour and twelve minute drive from where I am. That's that's a that's so, a hike, yeah. All right. Yeah, that's that's trying to get anywhere in fucking Texas. <laughs> it's nice to hear somebody outside of California refer to uh, distance in terms of minutes, though. It's interesting. I don't always get that. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I, I could say miles, but for me, it's driving is always less about the miles and how long it's going to take me to do it. Absolutely, uh, yeah. because you know, I always need as much time as possible in my life to watch Borat as opposed to driving somewhere. Yeah. So I really have to really have to calculate that very carefully. <laughs> While I appreciate that you're dedicated to your craft, I don't think I don't think a lot of people are going to see that as a brag. Honestly, mm-hmm. well. You know, maybe someday I'll find a Borat super fan, yeah. and we will we will fall in love that's, and start a life together. I mean, that's <laughs> that's what this journey is hopefully leading towards. God, yeah, we'll I see, hope not. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I hope not. I hope I'm not like. <laughs> you find someone who says, I, "Oh, I share your love of Borat," and you're like, "No, you got it all wrong." Yeah, yeah. you got this. You got this all twisted. <laughs> yeah, God, I, I. I genuinely think if I started dating someone and they were like, I love Borat. That's such a funny movie. I'm so, it's so cool that you do a podcast about it. I'd be like, listen, this yeah. isn't working out. Uh, yeah. We, mm. There was a miscalculation here somewhere. That's like, that's kind of distressing to me in a way, because like now I'm starting to realize there may come a time when like I have to explain to someone that I'm, dating that like i do a podcast about borat every <laughs> week 
like having to broach that like how do you how do you broach that topic with somebody like when when I do mean, you bring that me, up on a date like <laughs> for me i i've yet to i've yet to bring it up on a date i've brought the emoji podcast up on a date which is a little bit easier because people yeah. people you know whatever <laughs> but like i i brought i brought the borat stuff up at, at like a film like a filmmaker's party kind of thing and people thought it was hilarious except for the fucking person who tried to convince me to watch uh this is fucking who is america who was convinced that <laughs> yeah. sasha baron cohen was a genius oh yeah forget about that shit not into it that's such uh, a but, different but crowd though right like yeah. it's it's not like Listen, a just, normal person i just i have just truly locked myself into being a fucking weirdo for the rest of my foreseeable <laughs> life so i'm just squeezing as much mileage out of that as i possibly can <laughs> at this point at this point it's just like fuck it you know like this is it this is it. well there's so, there's definitely a huge difference between somebody who you meet because they actually love the film borat and somebody who you meet because they have heard you do the podcast borat club those are True. two very different True. classes anybody who has done the latter understands what you about that's a big mm. important thing if you just if you just run it's, into somebody and say so blah 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 Borat and you go and and they go oh yeah I love Borat and you already know you already got the red flag you can get the fuck out of there anytime yeah that's it's not that's a problem the, <laughs> that's the it's not me it's you kind of thing. oh yeah <laughs> Niall I think we should probably enlist in some kind of support group for people who do podcasts about bad movies yeah like like there's got to be there's got to be enough people on the internet who have done bad movie podcast that we can get like a little, oh, there's a, a little yeah. chat group together. I'm sure the support there's, group itself is a podcast with rotating guests. It probably is by now. <laughs> I mean, I feel like at some point that's all this podcast is going to be, is it's going to be just people coming in for emotional support for us. Like, we're we're not even like a quarter of the way into the into a year doing this, and it's like... <laughs> It's taken a toll on us both. Um, me more so, obviously, judging by the stories I've told. But like, it's it's weird because like it's hard, but I forget how hard it is when I'm not doing it. So it's less like bad, I guess. It's it's uh, really like I only right. You just like, shove it think down the rest of the week, and you're fine. You're good. Yeah, I like bury it down <laughs> like how tough it is from. <laughs> Like Saturday through Friday night, and then it comes back, and I'm like, ah, oh, yes, I'm watching it again. Here we go. <laughs> it's it's like the time again. It's, it's like, time it, again. It's like the hell dimension from Buffy, where the dude is like having a having a perfectly normal life with the with a family and everything, and then he goes down to the basement, and then remembers, oh right, this is hell, and I'm about to die again. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's exactly what it and is. And then wake up and forget uh, everything, <laughs> do it all over again. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> so, sorry. do we have anything else we want to want to cover before we put the pen in this one this week? Ah, uh, that's a good question. <laughs> this isn't really this isn't really a a a point to talk about, or like discuss no, or anything so it. much as just I was amused when when he was when he rolled up to the uh, the etiquette club. And there was a big sign that said Secession Drive, and I audibly, both of you heard me. I was like, "Oh wow, okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah." It never fails yep. to get that reaction from somebody who hasn't seen it in a while. Just, it's so, <laughs> that was something I very, very easily, readily forgot. Yeah, yeah. It immediately lets like you know who these people are. Like, this is it America. Immediately says it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Although I also, on that, while I'm on that point of, of that part of America and, and what love I have for it, um, he does, uh, Borat does make a pretty good, Sacha Baron Cohen does make a pretty good dig at them, uh, in the moment where he asks them, do you have a telephone in this village? I thought that was a pretty good, uh, moment. <laughs> Just taking a shot at that whole plantation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's that whole scene, like, it, it, Sometimes that scene makes me really mad, and sometimes I'm, I just, like, get into it and feel like, yeah, these people suck, so, like, they deserve everything they get in this scene. Right. So, you know. Yeah, and I have like, a feeling I have a feeling that's kind of the, the intended reaction. As, as yeah, just, it is. Just like, yeah. just like the whole antique store scene was, that's the intended reaction. Yeah, exactly. But, but, also, yeah. but also, I have a feeling that the antique store uh, guy was was also in on it and kayfaving and helping Borat get up more than he was trying to protect his own merchandise. But that's, you know, that's a theory that is not founded in anything other than his performance. So I could be wrong. I've got a lot of interesting theories about the, the legitimacy of Borat on this podcast. Tonight. I can't I help it. it. I really can't help it. <laughs> no, I watch way too much it's wrestling. It's great. It's good. <laughs> it's, it's like the X-Files of Borat. It's, yeah. it's very, it's very engaging. Yeah, we really, and we, you know, we really need all the uh, theories we can get here, so that we have we have more and more to just cling on to as this goes. <laughs> like, you know, the chroma key thing is really gonna really gonna stick out <laughs> next week. I think for me when we watch this. So, like Ryan said, it's it's uh, it's our second shooter uh, kind of thing. Which yeah. I know for I know with Ryan and his history on podcasts, like bringing up anything about a second shooter is a. Uh, is a can of worms. Very engaging. Yeah. Yes. So. Yes. There's. Yeah. You, well, you can <sighs> you can put a grassy knoll fucking anywhere, man. I tell you. Yeah, you can. <laughs> it's true. That's true. I mean, there's. Pro- it does look like they're in a pretty grassy suburb, so you know, like who knows. <laughs> and since I oh, maybe since- maybe the driving instructor was the second shooter oh, all along. Oh you know, no. Maybe. Damn. Oh no. Maybe that's why he's so haunted. Yeah. Oh man, that was his past life. That's the that's the life that he that he tried to get away from. Holy shit! Well, we've solved it, folks. That's a lot. There it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. I'm gonna leave you. I'm gonna leave you with one final thought because okay, sure. Because it's what I because it was one of the first things that I thought uh, at the beginning of this week, and because I also just mentioned that I watched a lot of wrestling, which is has anyone has anyone. Uh, like world built the the universe in which Borat and Azimat are a are a uh, are a tag team of wrestlers. God, uh, I I bet you could find some Borat wrestling fan fiction on the internet. I don't want to read it, but I bet it's out there. Right. Um, and, well, I know what I'm looking up for next week. <laughs> Let me make a note. But, Borat wrestling. I mean, fanfic. Putting that, putting that right next to the sticky note I have that had Niall saying on November twenty second, two thousand nineteen. I think we'll be okay. It's not that bad in reference to watching this film twenty times. So that is yet another one in my arsenal. I mean, I mean, the, I mean, of. the wrestling Borat AU comes pre-installed with audience chance of of wah wah wee wah. You know, and, okay, okay, <laughs> and, fucking, and and very nice, very nice, all that kind of shit. So, 
Love it. I, I did a, I did a very quick search for Borat wrestling, and all that comes up is the nude scene in the hotel. Um, here's an here's an article from stuff.co.nz that says uh, Borat's nude scene named number one. So apparently, uh, apparently the New Zealanders love uh, seeing the Borat nude scene, which. And, and to be and all to be right. fair, it's not far off from what his actual wrestling attire would be, and you already know what the fuck it is. Oh yeah, it's it's the mankini. <laughs> yeah, like, of course. What else? Bright green. Be? So yeah, I think that'll do it for me. <laughs> all right, <Carl. laughs> all right. I think we've good, I think we've good. done a good job here. Yeah, a lot good of episode. Uh, yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for um, thank coming you. It's, on it's the been, show. Uh, as I as I said before, it's been probably a lot more of a pleasure it's probably been a lot more fun for me than it has for you and uh but i <laughs> but let me know if you if you want me to to hang out with y'all again sometime I'm, I'm sure we will have you back at some point in the future i'm probably yeah. not done with all of my with all of my tinfoil theories y'all I, there's probably a few more oh, in there that we could pull up just wait once you watch it the second time you're gonna notice so much more yeah, technically <laughs> yeah. third, no idea. third time just because yeah, I don't remember time, most of the first time. time doesn't mean it didn't happen. Very true. Very true. <laughs> yeah. All right, all y'all. Right. Thank so. you. Thank you all for convening for yet another meeting of the Borat Club. Niall, you wanna you wanna send us out? Sure. Uh, Krill, um, you do stuff oh. on the internet. You do streaming. People can find you on Twitter. Uh, yeah, I do. People... If I but usually I, if I have anything to promote recently, I'll put it on. I'll just put it on my Twitter, which is just at Krill Factor. Great. Okay. Cool. So people can find you there. Yeah. Uh, you're a pretty regular Forza streamer. And you do other stuff as well. So yeah, I haven't. Uh, I've actually taken a, a little bit of a break from all that stuff, but I do have. Okay. I, I do. I do post a little bit about. Uh, like Bandcamp albums because I do music every once in a while, cool. And and I do try to sell that music like when they can. So, but like I said, the the Twitter is where I put everything that I actually give a shit about, as well as a whole lot of shit posting, and <laughs> and a lot of retweeting of leftist memes. So that's me. Fair, yeah, cool. Ryan, uh, your stuff online. Where can we all go to hear it, read it, all that good stuff? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Sewer Peak. That's S-E-W-E-R-P-E-A-K. I write sometimes, but I also do a podcast with Andy Clare from Friends at the Table called Emoji Drome, where every week we pick a different emoji and review every variation. Uh, pe- pe- some people like it. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's pretty all right. Uh, other than that, I think uh, this is about it. Just my weekly my weekly Borat self-flagellation. If you want to follow Borat Club on the internet, you can do that. We're on Twitter, at Borat Club, very easy. Uh, if you want to contact us, you can email us at BoratClubCast at gmail.com. As always, we would love to hear your thoughts and opinions on Borat. We would love if you shared the show with somebody you like or even better somebody you don't like um we would love if you reviewed the show uh it really helps get uh you know more listeners more eaters on whatever this is um we're obviously coming up to a busy point in the year uh hopefully we won't miss another week but we'll see i know that like people are busy and Ryan is probably a lot busier than I am at this stage. So 
we'll see. Hopefully, we won't we won't miss too much time, if any time at all. Um, but yeah, thank you as always for listening to the show, and uh, we'll see you next week. So until then, wa wa wa, I guess. Wa wa wa.